SCP-1903 Jackie's Secret Object Class Euclid Special Containment Procedures Information regarding SCP-1903 is infohazardous and must be contained as such. Detailed information is restricted to personnel with Level 2 1903, Level 3 1903, or Level 4 1903 status. SCP-1903 personnel are to remain on the premises of Site-45B or Site-45C unless either under an emergency or during the week of October 31st. Footnote 1. This week is considered vacation time and is necessary to reduce claustrophobia, stress, and anxiety for all SCP-1903 personnel. See Protocol 1903-G for staff substitution procedures and off-site behavior. SCP-1903 personnel are expected to perform their duties as they did while under regular employment. Recruitment or reassignment of potential SCP-1903 personnel are to be handled by non-SCP-1903 personnel. SCP-1903 personnel who do so will risk termination. New SCP-1903 personnel are to be given an uncensored copy of this document as a required reading. There must be at least 15 personnel with SCP-1903 status. Footnote 2. There are currently 17 personnel with SCP-1903 clearance levels. SCP-1903 is to be contained on the 9th floor of Site-45C in Secure Holding Cell 901. Secure Holding Cell 901 is to be equipped with a filtered ventilation system and standard furnishings. Communication with SCP-1903 should be restricted to physical and psychological treatment only. Staff are to observe standard toxic material handling protocols and wear appropriate hazard suits over their current clothing while handling SCP-1903. Bandages over SCP-1903's left eye should be replaced once every two days. Description January 4, 1940 Redacted SCP-1903 is a human female previously known as Jackie Barter. SCP-1903 is 1.62 meters tall and wears novelty bunny ears. SCP-1903's hands and feet show abnormal pigmentation and its left eye has been removed. The subject's epidermis is currently detaching in the facial region and despite exposure of hypodermis and dermis, shows no sign of infection or blood loss aside from several cuts around the left eye socket. The novelty bunny ears appear to be of normal composition. However, the removal appears to cause discomfort in the subject. These ears originate from SCP-1903's former place of employment, redacted. Bunny ears, along with cat, fox, wolf, and rat ears, are an interchangeable piece of the uniform for female employees. Several novelty ears have been taken for testing. The sets have been placed in storage for further investigation. SCP-1903's left eye has been removed by what appears to have been a sharp object, presumably a stiletto-style blade, according to the size and shape of the wounds in the eye socket. This wound does not appear to be self-inflicted and does not seem to be healing normally. 
SCP-1903 was found under the care of Nevada Redacted Emergency Hospital, who were originally treating SCP-1903 for its eye injuries, and later reported large parts of SCP-1903's epidermis above the jawline detaching after 92 hours of treatment. Notes taken by the Nevada Redacted Emergency Hospital reported SCP-1903's eye socket containing traces of redacted and a mercury isotope, and the wounds appearing ritualistic in nature. The redacted has been significantly contaminated by the isotope, interfering with biological matching tests. SCP-1903 refuses to speak to Foundation personnel. Further investigation pending. Revision 2 February 25th, 1940 Redacted SCP-1903 is a human female, previously known as Jackie Barter. SCP-1903 is 1.62 meters tall and has bleeding claw-like hands and feet. SCP-1903 wears novelty bunny ears and has the appearance of wearing a papier-mâché-styled rabbit mask, which is composed of skin cells, a plastic-like material, blood, cotton fibers, and trace amounts of mercury. This mask has grown over SCP-1903's entire face, but halts around the jawline. SCP-1903's left eye has been removed. SCP-1903's hands and feet produce blood contaminated with mercury through their pores. The mercury exposure is not lethal to SCP-1903, but has damaged its mental health significantly. SCP-1903's blood cell formation is higher than the average human, which is presumably how SCP-1903 is able to cope with the profuse blood loss. The reason why SCP-1903 does not experience further physical symptoms of mercury poisoning are unknown. SCP-1903's mask should be removed with a few minor lacerations where the affected area meets the subject's biological ears, but removing would either damage or remove all blood vessels, arteries, teeth, and nerve endings in the affected area. Removal would cause an extreme amount of pain in the subject and the subject's probable death. The novelty ears appear to be of normal composition. However, the removal appears to affect SCP-1903's hearing, and causes minor discomfort in the subject. These ears, which were originally paired with an accompanying mask resembling a white rabbit, originated from SCP-1903's former place of employment, Redacted. Redacted's female uniform included a pair of novelty animal ears and a white mask. Both parts would be paired so that the wearer would resemble a cat, fox, rabbit, wolf, or rat. Several novelty ears with their accompanying mask have been taken for testing. None appear to share the effect of the set given to SCP-1903 and will remain in storage until further notice. SCP-1903's original mask has been found, but has not shown any anomalous properties. SCP-1903's left eye has been removed by what appears to be a stiletto-style blade, according to the size and shape of the wounds in the eye socket. This wound does not appear to be self-inflicted, and is not healing normally. SCP-1903 was found under the care of Nevada Redacted Emergency Hospital, 
who were originally treating SCP-1903 for its eye injuries, reporting traces of redacted and trace amounts of a mercury isotope. Footnote 3. The mercury isotope is believed to have been placed to cover up biological tests and possibly cause further long-lasting damage to the subject's mental health. And later reported large parts of SCP-1903's epidermis above the jawline flaking off. Upon investigation of redacted, SCP-1903's former employer, Mr. A. Donner, was asked for questioning. See Interview 1903-1. Mr. Donner's information led to the suspicion of AF. Foundation investigators arrived at AF's household to find that the suspect committed suicide approximately 12 hours prior to discovery. AF showed symptoms relating to SCP-1903, having several layers of skin above the jawline replaced by a biological mask. AF appeared to have cut his mask off with a switchblade and removed it by prying it off with the bathroom counter. The cause of death was massive trauma and major blood loss. Notably, AF's biological mask did not contain any traces of mercury. Additional parties showing symptoms similar to SCP-1903 are under investigation. Revision 3 February 27, 1940 Redacted Notice from the Foundation Informational Hazard Bureau. Information on SCP-1903 is temporarily expunged and pending reassignment. If you have read or know of a co-worker who would have read the previous revisions of this document, or notice symptoms of mercury poisoning occurring specifically around the facial area, please alert the front desk of your department's Informational Hazard Bureau and await for further instructions. Failure to do so could result in a site-wide pandemic. Currently, 20 personnel are receiving treatment. Revision 4 March 9, 1940 Redacted SCP-1903 is a human female, previously known as Jackie Barter. SCP-1903 is 1.62 meters tall, has dark claw-like hands and feet, wears novelty bunny ears, and has the appearance of wearing a papier-mâché-styled rabbit mask. SCP-1903 produces mercury and blood through the pores of its hands and feet, and its mask is composed of skin cells, a plastic-like material, blood, cotton fibers, and trace amounts of mercury. SCP-1903's left eye has been removed. Information regarding SCP-1903 is a conditional info hazard. When a subject learns of AF's name, AF's specific actions towards SCP-1903, and the nature of SCP-1903's commissions for AF prior to containment, that subject will experience symptoms similar to those affecting SCP-1903 while under containment. The subject will begin showing symptoms of mercury poisoning, and large parts of skin will flake off exclusively around the facial area two days after exposure to the trigger information. After five days, typically when the pigmentation of the affected area is pure white in color, the dermis will begin to form a protective layer of similar composition to SCP-1903's mask, with the exclusion of any traces of mercury. This layer will continue to form until it covers the entire facial area. 
and will eventually appear to resemble a papier-mâché animal mask of a similar fashion to SCP-1903's, which typically resembles rabbits, cats, wolves, foxes, and rats. Over the course of this change, the hands and feet will undergo a pigmentation shift, darkening considerably. Their nails will sharpen, growing into claws over time, and the subject's hearing will transfer to the nearest set of novelty ears which represent the animal that their masks resemble. Once subjects have found these ears, they will show reluctance to taking them off, but this is most likely for circumstantial reasons. If a pair of ears becomes damaged to the point where repair without spare parts is impossible, the subject will become permanently deaf. Subjects have reported specific hallucinations once their mask is fully developed. See Interview 1903-2 for more information, and a reluctance to discuss SCP-1903 with those who have not already been affected, but no other changes in behavior have been noticed. When an affected subject tells a non-affected subject about the trigger information, the normal subject will undergo the change the affected subject went through up until that point, but the affected subject's blood cell formation will begin to accelerate. Two to three days later, blood will begin to seep through the pores in the subject's hands, feet, and gums. Within a few hours, mercury will begin to appear in the subject's bloodstream. This does not physically affect the subject or other subjects in a similar state. However, it does severely affect the subject's mental health and the physical and mental health of others who are not affected similarly. Event 1903-3 on February 27, 1940 redacted, SCP-1903 was discovered to harbor a slow-acting infohazard. The effects of this infohazard spread throughout the research team, two security guards, and two informants. Research assistant Jennings, the author of Revision 1 and Revision 2, experienced advanced symptoms of the infohazard, and later committed suicide via mask removal after three days of isolation. Dr. Hayward reported that SCP-1903 approached its cell observatory window and attempted to communicate with Dr. Hayward after reading an uncensored revision 2. See Interview 1903-2 for more information. SCP-1903 has been reclassified to Euclid. Interview 1903-1 Interviewed Mr. A. Donner Interviewer, Agent Sarah Crowley. Forward, Mr. A. Donner was met in his office for questioning. Agent Crowley was under the guise of a private investigator. Donner was given a cover story stating that SCP-1903 died of blood loss. Begin Log, February 24, 1940 Redacted, 2450. Crowley. Mr. Donner, private investigator, I have a few questions. May I have a word? Donner, God damn it. I thought you were all done. Fine, fine, but make it quick. This is bad for business. Thanks. How well did you know Jackie? Not well. She was one of the skirts, that's it. I haven't heard a single complaint about her till all this shit started. Do you know anything about her? Uh, no, not really. 
I made sure she didn't steal anything and that she didn't sneak out while on the job. Mainly, though, I made sure she kept her mouth shut. Uh, what's her name? Clearly didn't get the message. Jackie. Oh, yeah. What exactly do your employees do? I don't know. Do you really expect me to believe that, Donner? You own the fucking business. Let me re-clarify. I don't want to know. Our clients are typically important people, which means they're usually overworked. When they're all work and no play, they can get rather depraved for a good time. They can't really keep a low profile when it comes to who they are, so I give them the means to conceal their identity, hence the theme. It might help if you go bug AF about this. He hasn't been around since, and there was always something off about him. AF? Yeah, him. He always looked like he was expecting something. He managed the chemical plant a few blocks from here. Had a wife, high-income job, no real criminal record. He was a regular, but he always brought about three or four friends with him. Different people each time. Don't ask who they are, because... I don't know. I couldn't get any information about any of them. Maybe they used aliases for that one time and never came back. Maybe they've been living off record. Maybe both. Either way, I don't know shit about them. Anything else? Afraid not. They've spent more time here than usual, I guess. Maybe an hour each visit. And the requests were the same. The, and I quote, Woman dressed in white. Jackie was their preferred handler. Oh, and the prick's wife came around here, sticking her nose where it don't belong. F's wife contacted you? Yeah. The bitch came here looking for information. She must have been suspicious and followed them here. I sent her away, but she must have got to Jackie after hours was probably given some sob story about how her husband's cheating on her or something, and Jackie told her. All I know is that Jackie didn't come in the next day. End log. Interview. 1903-2. Interviewed. Dr. Stuart Hayward. Interviewer. Dr. Harold Crott. Forward. Prior to event 1903-3, Dr. Hayward reported SCP-1903's abnormal behavior. Dr. Hayward gave orders to R.A. Jennings to write revisions 1 and 2. Jennings suffered advanced stages of affliction and committed suicide three days later. Begin Log March 7, 1940 Redacted 1230 Dr. Crott So, how are you feeling? Dr. Hayward. Fine, I guess. Feel bad about Jennings. He wouldn't have written the report and sent it over to everyone if I hadn't told him to. No one on the team knew the whole story at the time, just fragments. You were just doing your job. If he hadn't written it, someone else would have. I guess you're right. Someone had to do it, I suppose. If not him, then Martin or Tammy. Listen. I appreciate the sympathy. Really, I do, but I'm sure you have questions. Let's just 
get them over with. How do you feel after exposure? I felt fine at first. After a couple of hours, the affected area started to feel irritated, though. I didn't think much of it till the second day. By then, it felt like a bad sunburn, and my face was peeling off. The testing for mercury wasn't much fun, either. It still kind of hurts when you touch it. Alright, we can provide you some painkillers if it help. Would you mind detailing your report? You said that SCP-1903 attempted to communicate with you? Right. I was in the observatory reading revision too. By the time I finished, I saw SCP-1903 staring at me from across the cell through the observatory window. I didn't even notice her move. (laughs) Made me jump. She didn't say anything, but she shushed me. I pressed the button for a photograph and tried to talk to her through the intercom, but when I did, she just sat back down on her cot. My guess is that she realized I was reading her file and then tried to warn me not to tell anyone, but that's all that is. A guess. Thank you. Anything else you want to report? No, I... Actually, yes. I don't know if any of the others are seeing this, but occasionally, I get these flashes. Flashes? When did you start seeing them? How frequent? Actually, that's probably not the right term. Short-term hallucinations? I started seeing them last night, around the time I noticed that the mask finished growing. I didn't feel dizzy or anything when they happened. Sometimes I don't even notice them happening because I'm focused on something. But sometimes, maybe like once every couple of hours, people kind of change clothes. I can tell it's the same person, but they're either wearing a white tux or a white evening gown. Classy, if a bit revealing. How revealing? Oh, um, the dress has a lot of cleavage, and the entire back shows. The skirt kind of reminds me of a wedding dress. You didn't. No. Yes, I I didn't. I'm, I'm sorry. I looked away when I noticed it. I'm not a pervert, and that's not what I'm getting at here. People have also been wearing the masks. Wait, you mean like yours? No, more like the ones in storage. The ones we got from Donner's. If there's enough people around, it kind of looks like a masquerade, except everyone just turns their heads to face me. Even if their necks should have snapped, they just kind of stare at me. How long do these hallucinations last? I don't know, maybe around 10, 20 seconds? When this happens, is this all you see? Well, sometimes there's this man leaning against the wall. He looks at me too, but I don't know. He just kind of glares at me, like he expects me to do something. He's not wearing a mask, brown suit, so he kind of sticks out. I should be able to know what his face looks like. I I know that expression too well, but I always seem to forget it when I try to imagine it. Uh, I think it might be Donner. End log. Closing statement. Dr. Hayward's testimony has matched those of other SCP-1903 personnel 
who have similarly hypothesized that Mr. A. Donner was a part of this shared hallucination. Further investigation into SCP-1903's behavior has shown that it is experiencing hallucinations as well. Research into whether SCP-1903 is experiencing the same hallucinations or at different intervals than SCP-1903 personnel is ongoing. Thank you for listening to SCP-1903, Jackie's Secret by Phantom. If you enjoyed this SCP, please like and subscribe, and follow the link in the description to the SCP Wiki, and vote to support the author and the SCP Wiki as a whole.